0: Just quickly before we jump into this week's episode of the New Leaf podcast, I want to give a quick thank you to my guest, Samantha Evans, for allowing me to take an hour of her busy time and to go down and have a chat with her and a catch up as well in the Emerge Counselling Services building in Lisburn. They offer such a great service and the volunteers do. An absolute miracle offering their services and their expertise to people that actually need the help and they get the help that they deserve. These past 12 months and even before all of this COVID stuff began, people were struggling with mental health and it's going to be something that is going to continue to affect us in the long term due to the pandemic that we've went through. So their door is always open to people in the Lisburn area and they're constantly growing as well. You know, they have got so many members of staff now on board uh, and they're all trained in different areas as well, including things like art therapy as well. And it's a really, really fantastic service. And I was able to chat with Samantha afterwards and another colleague of hers, Ruth, and find out what it is that they do. On a daily basis and the services that they do provide including the online service which they were able to launch last year with the donations from the golf day in September 2020 so we're having another one again the Sunday the 2nd of May I'm sure you've all heard me say this before and we still have just giving page and we're oh so, so close just to hitting a thousand pounds we wanted to hit 1,500 but understandably during a a financially difficult period for a lot of people it hasn't been quite feasible so if we can just hit that £1,000 target and that is £1,000 that will help emerge offer their services to so many people that actually need the help, the guidance and the counselling that they actually deserve and it's right here in Lisburn as well It has the power to become the heart of our city, this charity, just like many other charities around Northern Ireland as well. This one is community driven. Everyone is pretty much local and you'll know people that work there or know of people that help out with it as well. And the range of topics that they can help with, the range of ages that use the service as well online, telephone and one-to-one meetings as well down at their buildings uh, just off of Antrim Street. There's such a wide variety of reasons why people may be struggling with mental health and Emerge is perfectly capable of dealing with any and all problems that you may be having. So if you do have anything that you are worried about it could be You've lost a family member through various circumstances. You could be a student dealing with pressures about moving away from home or you're at university or you're doing your A-levels and you're struggling with the workload. You could be 16 or you could be 60 or you can be male or female or you can be any color, creed or religion and they will not discriminate because at the end of the day, mental health doesn't discriminate it affects us all. It's something that no matter who you are, you could be the most renowned person in the world and you could still have your daily battles with depression. It's something that can affect us all and has all affected a family member that we know or a friend that we know. So in the podcast, you'll hear a little bit about signs, spotting and uh, little tips that you can pick up that Samantha's kindly relayed to us on the podcast and just take those little tips into your daily routine and when you're chatting to people ask twice how are they or look out for these little niche sort of signs that sort of should be little triggers that there could be something potentially going on in this person's life and at the end of the day if they set foot through the doors of Emerge whether it be because you were proactive and were able to spot something or you donated five pounds or you shared this podcast or you give Emerge a like any publicity anything that you do to engage with Emerge will ultimately in the long run help someone come to terms with the battles inside their own mind and could ultimately lead to saving a life so make sure to head over to the just giving page that is available on my instagram at new leaf podcasts and if you have me personally as well on facebook and stuff you'll have seen me share it too so make sure as well please give whatever you can honestly any amount at all to help us achieve our target to raise money for such an important cause right here in our community will mean the absolute world to me, Samantha, many of the workers and the benefits will be seen across the greater community within Lesburn. So thank you and without further ado, let's get back into the podcast. me for episode 16 of the new leaf podcast is the lovely ceo of emerge counselling services and someone i've grown to know just over the past year or two Samantha evans welcome to the podcast
1: thank you very much jordan and thank you for inviting me
0: not a problem it was a a no-brainer to have you on um like we said, when we were chatting beforehand, it was someone that I wanted on and you're probably the most notable guest I've had so far <laughs> and someone I haven't just grown up with. So right. I'm happy to have you on as well. Um how's your day been so far?
1: <sighs> My day has been very busy. In fact, the last two weeks from opening after Easter, um, we have been non-stop. We have had a lot of the schools in the area contacting us with when the young people um, have went back to school and um, we've had quite a lot of contact with the schools for young people in great distress and, and crisis points so the last two weeks have been flat flat out <laughs> completely flat out is the best way to describe it
0: I, it, never, it never seems to stop in this place as well and um, I heard you on a, a previous podcast as well and um, made to parade and I thought you spoke really well on it too. Um, so if anyone has listened to that, this is pretty much going to be a carbon copy. If, if you <laughs> know, you might it. get a couple
1: of secrets out of me, Jordan, <laughs> you never know.
0: <laughs> but um, first of all, I just want to cover uh, the, the organisation itself. So I mentioned at the start, it's Emerge Counselling Services and... I'll let you take over then and describe it to people yep. who maybe aren't aware.
1: Okay, so um, I I opened Emerge counselling services um two years ago, um March twenty nineteen, um and that was due to the surge of suicides within my own community. So whenever I opened it, it was myself and three other qualified counsellors. We had. No money. and um, We had plenty of vision, and um, but no money, financial backing, anything like that. It was literally like something you would never see before, like a, a whole new organisation starting with nothing. <laughs> so the community got behind us straight away and even brought down lamps and sofas and, you know, just were thrilled to have the first suicide prevention centre um within our community. So yeah, Emerge, um, our aim is suicide and self-harm prevention, and um, but we offer our services for all mental health issues. So we have a full range of clients that come in um and use our services um from low mood, depression, uh, grief bereavement, eating disorders, OCD, um the, the list is endless. Um but we opened two years ago, um just myself and three other qualified counsellors, and um, within two years our team have grew to forty three. So we have forty three volunteers. Um we have fourteen qualified counsellors, we have thirteen um, student counsellors um, from the University of Ulster who I mentor um, and we have two well we have two art therapists um, who mainly work with children and young people. Um, and then our we actually have a I think there's about six new recruits um, that are going through our recruitment process at the minute to volunteer as well so the team is growing um, substantially but that is only due to the demand within our area
0: yeah I think I think it's amazing that within the space of only a couple of years how much it actually has grown and yeah. the amount of people that are willing to volunteer because that's essentially what they are doing they're volunteering their own time absolutely for the benefit of so many other people and like you mm-hmm. said lisburn the past five or six years and even maybe past that as yeah. well it's an unfortunate thing that seems to have ran through the city and it's, it's something that we've both experienced as as family members yeah. and left sort of in the the wake of the aftermath of such an event yeah. um like i can remember Debbie coming down and doing the the presentations with us as a band. Yeah. And that was November twenty nineteen. So that's before my my own sort of personal um encounters with suicide and bereavement as well. Mm-hmm. Um and the stuff that we learnt that you wouldn't think or sign spotting, like yeah. something that I had brought up before, which was going to the gym. Mm. And uh, like that's one of the things that could be a possible sign because yeah. of that exertion and the, the punishment that you're doing to yourself. I like, again, never would have thought of that in a negative way, but it is strange when you start to learn a little bit more about it, how much you do recognize in people. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much down to the training and services that you guys provide.
1: Yeah, our training um is fantastic. We we offer training um to organisations to local groups, uh, anybody who will listen to us basically, <laughs> um, but we would tailor our training to meet their needs. So the training that you um, were, were offered was the suicide and self-harm prevention training. And I mean, the knowledge that you get from three, three hours of training is phenomenal. Um, and I know that you know all the young people and and even the older ones in in that group they got so much out of it and the feedback that we received from from the band and um, was was brilliant and it, any feedback that we get always helps us to improve our services so I'm constantly asking you know the ones the training that we've already done um, wh- what can we improve on wh- what can, what can we make better and we're quite hard pushed to, to find anybody to, to give us any positive like criticism um even with your own group i don't think we, we got any either no i
0: think everyone was just left in sort of disbelief of how much yeah. they did learn in that yeah. three hour period in the hall and even the the an hour or so afterwards that we spent standing around and chatting about it Yeah, and we couldn't quite believe what we had actually sort of learned on the day but yeah. again it, it was fantastic for us and uh, unfortunately it was something that we did then have to put in place um, and yeah. in terms of our own situations and stuff but again without that training and awareness we probably would have struggled a little bit more when it when yeah. it came to the circumstances as well um but yeah like you mentioned before it's all voluntary work and fingers crossed that somewhere down the line Emerge can become a more established charity because I know they just run in Absolutely. the Lisburn area but yeah. it's ever growing and uh, one of the things that we were able to do last year with the golf day was obviously the online counselling. Yeah. And when we got through some of the figures and numbers from the turn of the year, it was inspiring to see that it had went to help so many people.
1: Oh, absolutely. So our main focus is Lisburn and Castle Ray, but we, we, we don't exclude for postcodes. So we have clients that come literally from anywhere and, and we accept those clients and um, but our main focus is Lisbon and, and Castlereagh obviously um but yeah we we have we have some of the best volunteers here so you know I, I think people still hold the the assumption that if they get a doctor from the hospital they might be better than us but actually our qualifications here you know we, we know a hell of a lot more than what they do. <laughs> we have some of the highest ranking qualified counsellors um within our community that, that volunteer here, and they're absolutely amazing. You know that we we all give up our, our our time, our free time, our spare time to come in and and help, and that's just because we want to. And, and we care, and, and we're here.
0: I think that's that's probably one of the things that makes it such a success is that it's the local support that it does offer and i think that's fantastic as well and i think it's also great that if anyone from outside of here you don't like you said discriminate on postcode if yeah. someone needs the help they, they get it yeah. as well yeah um so as i mentioned i heard you on a on a previous podcast as well and i know through speaking to a couple of friends of mine and even my sister as well that s- something that in their interests would be counselling or offering support so just for anyone listening how did you come about to go back into education and train to become the the counsellor and the qualifications that you do have now?
1: Yeah so I left school um, with very little GCSEs and um, I went to the Lisbon Tech and done beauty therapy and hairdressing. I lasted a year. Um, beauty therapy and hairdressing, don't get me wrong, I love to get my nails done and I love my hair done, but I'm not that person to go to. It turned out I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> so whenever I was 17, um, I started working in offices then, so um, I went from receptionist to data entry clerk, tele-sales, um, accounts assistant, and right up to operations manager from 17 to, I think I was operations manager when I was I was 25, so that was a huge achievement. And, and that actually plays a big part on how I, I'm able to run Emerge then, because I learnt all the office kind of stuff all the accounts all all the boring stuff oh, that goes yeah, on in the background no yeah <laughs> so i had really good experience of that um, but whenever um, whenever i was 21 22 my cousin she took her own life um, and she was 15 at the time um, so that just did, that completely devastated our family um, and i i'm our family would be quite well known in the Lisbon area. I have quite a big family. Um, so we were all just so shocked um, and devastated. We didn't know anything about suicide at the time. Um, and then on, on a on a personal kind of journey, I was going through an abusive relationship. So um, I, I, looking back, I was definitely anxious at the time. I don't think I would say depressed because I had a very young baby that... I, I couldn't be depressed, you know, I had to just put all my focus into into her. um. But I was definitely ang- anxious. I was just completely run down and lost and didn't know what I was doing or where I wanted to go and and who, who I wanted to be, you know, what, what I wanted to do in life. And that was 21, 22. So if anybody's listening that are going through your GCSEs now, do not panic. You have plenty of time to figure all that out. Um, because I didn't really know until I was 21, 22. And then that was just me starting my counselling journey then t- to make a career off it. Yeah,
0: I think it's a lot of pressure to put on someone at 14 or 15 so years much of pressure. age to decide that yeah. this is what you want to do. And you have to pick it now and follow that career path and go on because at 14 or 15, I didn't even know what I was doing the next week.
1: I barely knew how to tie my shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> so true my daughter my daughter's um fifth year now i i remember her coming home in third year with the homework to research what university she wanted to go to that's
0: crazy
1: and i kind of said okay hang on a wee second how do you know you even want to go to university because you, d- you don't have to you know there's lots of other options but um yet loads of pressure from schools and and some parents not all p- parents put pressure on for academic kind of stuff um, But if you are freaking out now with GCSEs and A-levels going on, just remember, if I can go back and study age 21, 22 with three GCSEs, um, the world is your oyster. Do not panic. Yeah, anything's possible. Absolutely.
0: I I, I, I came from a school background. I went to Friends um, just up the road from here, and that was the way that they drove pupils to go. It was finish your A-levels and then jet off to university wherever it may be and I didn't have the pressure from home from mum or dad to go to university Mm -hmm. because neither of them went yeah so it was whether I wanted to or not and I decided I wanted to and then I was there and didn't quite enjoy what I was doing so I decided not to put myself through it and come home but Mm -hmm. again being away and like I learned some life lessons while I was away and I'm glad I went and tried it at least so Mm -hmm. There isn't the what-if kind of factor. But, no. yeah, you're absolutely right. You don't have to decide what you're going to do for the next 40 years when you're 15 Definitely not, no. You do have time. Mm-hmm. And I think nowadays it's more important for people to know that, that because ultimately you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and then you get disappointed and you're stuck with a career for 30 or 40 years. Yeah, You can end up finding something that's destined for you in your 20s or 30s or even older as well. Mm-hmm. And absolutely take it with both hands and run with it before anyone tells you otherwise. Absolutely. So it's it's led you to here and now with the merge and again a charity that's only a couple of years old, but you can see within the Lisburn area the support that you've had from oh different goodness. events. Like yeah the the one that springs to mind immediately was the guys from One to One Fitness doing the Million Steps. I oh, don't know how they had done that. Those
1: guys were fantastic. You know, Jamie and David, they, they were just such lovely, genuine current guys. Like they they just wanted to help and my goodness, they really did help. <laughs> they did help and I remember I actually phoned Jamie. We had um, a couple of people who had phoned in looking for help, um, looking for for counselling and on the Friday morning, I phoned Jamie and I said, "Jamie, look, the money that you're raising is fantastic for us, but I just want you to know that we have had two phone calls who have phoned up because they have seen you are raising money for emerge. So yous have, you know, have potentially saved two people's lives. Um, and that that's what it's all about. The money, of course, we still have bills and all to pay, but they were able to raise that awareness. Um and and encourage these two people to come out. Now, confidentiality, Jamie doesn't know who those two people were, and nobody ever will, unless those people say. Um, But the fact that they had the courage then to reach out for the help, and they knew where the help was, which was here.
0: Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why I think it's so important that it's always publicised, and people know yeah. it's there to use, because... They were two guys that were doing their bit to raise money, but in another way, they helped in terms of these two people step forward and mm-hmm. and and seek the help because of the efforts they're doing and again, like you said, the money's great, but I think those two potential lives saved are worth so so much more, and I think it's fantastic what they're doing as well um We're running our own charity day with Lambeg Orange and Blue. It's our second annual golf day, and (laughs) Samantha's just learned that she has to get practicing her golf swing (laughs)
1: before the start of the tournament. (laughs) I'm not a very good golfer. (laughs)
0: Don't worry, there's plenty that will be on display that aren't as good, so (laughs) you'll not be on your own. But yes, uh, so Sunday the 2nd of May, we'll be holding our second annual emerge invitational kindly sponsored by lisbon electrical contracts Mm -hmm. so really looking forward to the day we're raising great money so far last year i think it was four thousand pounds yep was the total raised and just tell a few of the people listening what you were able to achieve then with the funds that we raised
1: of course and so at that time we were preparing for a second lockdown and we knew that it was coming. I think we all knew that it was coming, but we didn't have any money um for online um counselling. So um for for us the four thousand pounds that you donated um went to six was it six laptops, six was it six laptops, a new computer t- t- and no, seven laptops, two docking stations and four screens. Yeah, yeah. And what that allowed us to do was fully be prepared for the second lockdown. So um second lockdown came, mental health was still um allowed to open, but we found so many clients were just afraid to leave their homes and didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, you know, outside of their home. So um, with the the money very generously donated, um, from from you guys, we were able to to purchase those, um, laptops, and and they have been lifesavers. Um, I know we're going to talk about stats here in a wee minute, but they do get very very good use.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's one of the things I think the the people listening would probably understand a bit more as mm-hmm. as to how this actually has helped so many people. So. I think you have Mm -hmm, some of the numbers there. So if you want to um, inform some of the listeners Mm -hmm. as to some of the the demographics and the uses Mm -hmm. of what last year's efforts went through, Mm -hmm. bear in mind, we only had about five weeks to actually prepare this. It was kind of just one of those things we chatted about and went, you know what, yeah, we'll do it. Absolutely, why not? Yeah,
1: well, we needed them and you guys came through for us. So if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be sitting here with these stats. We wouldn't have been able to stay connected with so many people um in our community and that's the main thing is staying connected over lockdown um, and helping to either stabilize or reduce their mental health at that time and that's what we were able to do because of the donation that you made us and um, it, honestly it's just remarkable what what you were able to do and um, so the first lockdown then uh, no sorry second lockdown started in january Um, in january for our online, um, we offered 24 male sessions. Uh, this is just week one. Uh, 24 male sessions and 26 female sessions in the first week of lockdown in January. Um, second week was 30 male sessions and female sessions was 31. And then the third week was 34 of each. So overall, what's that? I'm not very good at maths, but you tally that up 30 i'm
0: sure someone out there will add it up in their head somebody added up
1: in three weeks we had offered over 100 well over 100 free hours online um counseling and that just wouldn't have been able to to be done because we you know when we talk about jamie and and the guys raising all that money to create awareness we don't have we you know um separate departments for advertising budgets or or resources so the the fact that the community gets behind us so much just encourages us to do more um but yeah and then um i think we have other stats as well which is the 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 issues i think um was one of the ones that shocked you quite
0: yeah that i couldn't quite realize the sort of broad spectrum of issues that people were coming to the likes of yourselves with you Mm -hmm. know people would just see emerge purely for as you mentioned suicide prevention and bereavement support as well but as, as we're going to find out there's a whole world of other topics that people come to you guys for support
1: yeah so bear in mind these stats here are for are only online they, they didn't include the telephone or the still face-to-face counselling that we were offering. So the way we worked it was anybody, we, we, we kind of work risk-wise um, for suicide and self-harm. So we go low, medium or high risk for clients. Um, so for any high-risk clients, they were still coming in and seeing their counsellors face-to-face. Anybody low to medium risk clients, then they were moved over to either online or telephone. So even though it says here there was, uh, for males, um, on in one week there was eleven that were presenting um with suicidal thoughts. Um, we had isolation, PTSD, addiction, bullying, childhood sexual abuse, low mood, self harm, relationship issues. Grief and bereavement, and depression, and anxiety, and I think suicidal thoughts, and depression, and anxiety, topped the poll over those three weeks. So,
0: yeah, and I think there were other stats I read as well, and uh, also at the time when Debbie was going through the training with us as well, there was student support too, which I think was one of the things that I benefited from while I was away studying in university. Mm-hmm. You know, it was difficult being completely isolated from family and friends and trying to find my way through a new a a new chapter in my life essentially Mm -hmm. um so the university offered um great support there and that was one of the things that probably helped me stay there for as long as i did because Mm -hmm. the the support was there but as you've heard guys the the brief summary there but we could go on for hours and hours about how it it goes on and it helps everyone as well and so looking ahead now to the golf day Mm -hmm. on sunday the 2nd of may again fingers crossed that we'll be able to hit that target again and whether it goes towards an online service or whatever you guys need it for Mm -hmm. i'm hoping whatever spare change people have out there they can donate because it's been a difficult year for everyone yeah financially or in your profession or in your personal life Mm -hmm. it's been difficult one way or another but we're trying to bring back that community spirit that we've all seen Mm -hmm. in terms of food parcels or Mm -hmm. people picking up prescriptions Mm -hmm. for their neighbors and that kind of friendly atmosphere we've all had for the past year and any donations you can head over to the Just Giving page that we do have running and hopefully we can smash that target and Samantha will be greatly appreciative absolutely of all support that you can because it hasn't been easy for you guys as well you know, no all do.
1: all our events were well 90 percent of our events um and fundraising days and stuff like that were, were all cancelled so um we were literally sitting this time last march going what, what do we do here I, know, I was
0: looking forward to a concert
1: i know I we couldn't even have it did you go to the first one I missed the first one. Oh, it was so brilliant. Was oh, Jordan, you missed one. such a brilliant day. I couldn't walk for like three days because I <laughs> was dancing so much. It was brilliant. Um, but just whenever you mention about universities there, the online um has been fantastic for students who live here but have moved somewhere for study. And I think it gives them a real sense of community because... It's okay. I'm sure there's loads of counselling places around wherever they are. Um, you know, we're we're counselling people in Liverpool and, and um Scotland and, and everywhere at the minute online. But I think they're they're choosing places like Emer- like they're choosing Emerge because it's it's like a closeness to, to home. They feel like they're they're more connected when they connect with us yeah absolutely because this is where they're here this is where they're born you know
0: yeah it's, it's like the familiarity of hearing the voice and the yeah. dialects and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah that was funny enough within my first year anytime i was feeling kind of detached from everyone it was mm-hmm. either a phone call home yeah. or trying to find as many northern irish people at university <laughs> and, ha- and having a meet up and a pub did you just
1: wear your northern ireland football top that and was hope-
0: essentially it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can attract them or walk Absolutely. walk through the centre of Cardiff and it works. about you. Yeah.
1: But it does, yeah. it does work. Yeah, yeah.
0: there'd be the odd time I would have been working in the works in Queen Street in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And again, Cardiff is such a diverse place in yeah. terms of students. So the odds of me finding someone from home were very likely, but I'd be standing there and you could hear the accent from a distance yeah. and your, your ear perks up Absolutely. and you're kind of yeah. drawn towards it and go, oh, where about you from? Ballycastle? You'll do for yep. one. <laughs> <a chat> <laughs>
1: so I think the students that use our online service at the minute really get that sense of homeness um, that we can offer. The nowhere, nowhere else in the world would be able to offer them.
0: Yeah, yeah, because of that home connection, that it'll mm-hmm. it make them feel more welcomed. And mm-hmm. the fact that you're able to offer that service to people that are away because they. Most likely wouldn't be able to get that kind of help and support if it weren't for the online service with the laptops. Absolutely,
1: and And you think of university as an experience in itself is huge, scary, lonely, isolating, nerve wracking. But you you put lockdown in that, you put a first year going over to university. You know they. How how, how are you supposed to socialise and make friends when you're in lockdown and you're having meals delivered to you, you know?
0: I know that that must be the, the strange thing for students at the minute to try and have university life without all the good things to it.
1: I, all, all yeah. the main things you yeah. mean <laughs> yeah
0: like going, going over to somewhere and having a freshers week where you're sitting at your laptop yeah and you're getting discount code sensory for domino's pizza and you're sitting all on your own yeah having to drink to yourself and not being able to go out and do all these things and meet people who can become friends for life and things yeah. like that there yeah. I, I feel like I was so lucky that I experienced it when I was able to do all of these normal things yeah and Oh my word! You see, if I had to sit isolated twenty four seven in a room, I think I would have been thrown all over the walls, and <laughs> I would have been putting my heart But out. it
1: would bring anybody's mental health down, you know. So that's why we we have seen a huge increase of our students contacting us right tonight for for that help because they're struggling.
0: Yeah, it, it it's it's definitely something that whether you're full time student or you're maybe placed on furlough, it, it's that change to your normal routine for such an extended period of time yeah. that it is affecting us all. And I've I've mentioned before on the podcast as well, it's something that will continue to affect us in the long term,
1: unfortunately, just Absolutely. with
0: the, the serious of the nature of yeah. that is the, the C word COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but the golf day we are so excited for. Um we, we cannot wait um, we didn't get to go last year um but we we have a full team that's going to go out and socialize and talk the leg off everybody <laughs> so we are really looking forward to it and the photos and all the social media stuff that I seen last year it's it's so similar to what we do it's it's just all community it's all everybody coming together and that's what that's what we do as soon as you walk in here into emerge you know you you feel it you can feel the warmth and the acceptance and and everything else that comes with the community and that's what we are really looking forward to seeing in the golf day and whenever i've seen the photos go up of all everybody playing i've seen quite a lot of familiar faces and that maybe I, i hung about with years ago or grew up with so i cannot wait to get chatting to everybody and to have a laugh and fingers crossed the sun will be shining
0: yeah fingers crossed that we are going to get the weather for it as well it, it doesn't look too good at the minute but you doesn't matter it. It, can clear up. <laughs> it can clear up in a heartbeat as well but it yes does. like you said again it feels like a community ran event no matter what it is with the because you recognize faces that are going and helping out and absolutely you always know people that are going to do things for emerge and like you said someone you maybe haven't seen for 10 mm. or 15 years but yeah yuck, there's so-and-so and mm. that could be nice but it'll be nice to have you there and have a chat and yeah. again spreading awareness and that's ultimately what it is as well
1: absolutely we will have plenty of our leaflets um floating about so everybody knows what it's for and if anybody is struggling there or any family members anybody whatsoever they will know exactly how to contact us and 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 all the details um will be provided for them
0: yeah we'll also have a few buckets on the day for donations and on the day as well we'll we will be running a ballot and it will be available online as well. So there's no excuse why you can't. No, definitely not. We're giving everyone the absolute opportunity to to do a bit and try and help Mm -hmm. some money go towards you guys as well. And do you know what? I, I can't see us wanting to change I wouldn't want to change it personally as well this is something I hope for the next 40 I was, or 50 years I was so on. pleased
1: when you chose us for for the second year I thought we'll, we'll get one year and you know because there's so many good charities out there um, to be to be chosen a, a second year we're, we're just humbled we're, we really are mm. um but I know I I say this all the time but I genuinely mean it Emerge would not be here if the community didn't support it the only reason why we can open our doors, pay our rent, pay our telephone bills, pay our broadband bills, is because of events like what you're organising for the Golf Day. And that is the only reason why we can do the amazing work that we do.
0: Yeah, I that again, and we keep mentioning it as well, that community spirit that is shown in the, in the Castle Ray area for... Yeah. A start-up charity, it's only a couple of years old. You were two years old a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So happy, happy belated birthday for that then. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's amazing that people have just immediately jumped onto it. And I think it's because it covers a topic that has been very relevant, mm-hmm. not just in Lisbon, but across Northern Ireland <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Like you, you read into some of the facts about Northern Ireland in relation to the number of suicides per mm. capita and things like that and it is really really scary
1: it's scary yeah
0: and it's it's a topic that i think more and more people are beginning to open up about it's not as mm. taboo and people don't shy away from it you know and right. i i certainly haven't as well you know
1: yeah.
0: yes it, it's unfortunate what has happened but it's happened so there's no point in me hiding from it yeah and i think one of the, the benefits for me the past 12 months is doing something like this and like a podcast and talking about it mm-hmm. or there's a couple of people you you sort of get the look and they don't want to bring it up and it's, it's okay you can you can chat about it don't yeah. worry i i don't mind as well but being open about it and and, and talking about the subject in general i think helps spread awareness mm-hmm. and a positivity that it it's okay to to chat if you are feeling down yeah. or if something has happened in your life, it is okay to open up because there's plenty of people out there that will offer their ear to listen.
1: Absolutely. But do you know what? See what we find when we're sitting in a room with a client and that client is really agitated, really scared, really afraid of opening up. See, asking that question, are you feeling suicidal? It's a, it's almost like a relief to them that we have said the word and they don't have to. It's... A, it's t- t- until you are kind of in you know sitting and and you're trained and and you, you know what to kind of look out for, it's um amazing to 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 see the client's relief from you asking that question.
0: Yeah, they they, they must feel that sort of generational kind of guilt almost around the word like they don't want to say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once once it's mentioned and once it's out there, you yeah. probably find that they're a little bit more open then. And, Definitely. And, and that helps with trying to maybe get to the root of whatever the issue yep. is that they are having.
1: Yeah, we we find whenever that question's asked, it automatically de-escalates the situation. It automatically brings the risk down. Even if the the risk is still, still there, once that question's asked, the client answers it we can then put a safety plan in place and and, and keep them safe until the suicidal thoughts pass.
0: Yeah, you soon realise that it's like a barrier kind of comes crashing down and um, you're able to, as you say, sort of delve in and and de-escalate the situation as well. Mm -hmm. Um, For people out there listening that maybe can't access the training that you guys... Mm -hmm offer and stuff Mm -hmm. with lockdown and all the Mm -hmm. all the rubbish that we've had to deal with over the past 12 months um just like a few general sort of things that people can maybe look out for Mm -hmm. or things that they can maybe carry on in their normal daily lives that um can maybe benefit them in terms of helping others
1: yeah, like just we we yeah. kind of pointers of what to look out yeah. for, um. And you know the training that we do um goes into like specific warning signs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we we have recently received feedback from one of the training the same training that you guys got, mm-hmm. um. That this young fella noticed his friend two two seventeen year olds noticed his friend only because we went through the warning signs. He noticed his friend was ticking a couple of these boxes and intervened and saved the young fella's life. So they do work. Just keep an eye out for them. Yeah. Um. But it's always, you know, suicide training. You always need to keep topping it up. You know, it's a bit like CPR. If you don't do it, you forget about it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some some warning signs would be um, you know, somebody talking about um, suicide. Um, maybe not even using the word suicide, but maybe saying, "I wish I hadn't been born," or "I'd be better off dead," or "You'd be better off without me." So, you know, those kind of things can be quite worrying. Um, giving away possessions. Um, we had one family that we worked with um in bereavement after a suicide, and the male went round on the Saturday, giving away his Rangers football tops to his family members. On reflection, they now know what that was. But the guilt that they they now carry because they didn't see it, you know, they didn't recognize yeah, they it, and didn't they didn't see it. it then. Yeah. So, I mean, these are just wee warning signs. You know, you do need to be tra- a trained counsellor to be able to kind of work with it. But even if you could, if if it if you can just pick up on one wee thing and question it, you just never know what that wee intervention might do. You know. Um. So giving away the possessions, um, kind of the the hopelessness of of lack of future. <clears throat> um, you know, talking about helplessness or hopelessness or feeling trapped um and unable to kinda set goals and, and work towards the future, that's a big sign. Um saying goodbye, um another family that we were working with in bereavement, um, the young fella give his give his family member a hug again after the football on a Saturday and the guy was like, That that was weird. But again, on reflection, that was him saying goodbye. Um, withdrawing from others. Um, you know, if you have that one friend that never bloody answers the phone, <laughs> 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 keep ringing because they you you never know. They might just not want to talk to you, but you never know. They might be genuinely struggling with their mental health and and don't even know how to answer the phone. So keep keep checking in on them. Um and i suppose the 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 most scariest one of them all is that sudden sense of calmness and so if you know a person a a family or or a friend or loved one has been struggling with their mental health and they automatically seem as if they have been changed and fixed and cured and all all those kind of words that we don't use in counseling (laughs) um, you need to be asking them why because they could be experiencing that sense of calmness before they plan on taking their own life. And with survivors of suicide, um, we we do hear that all the time where somebody has plan, has a plan and they just feel the weight has been lifted off their shoulder because they know exactly when, where and how they're, they're going to do it. So that sense of calmness is the most scariest one um as opposed to being yeah
0: it almost seems like the person has some sort of composure about knowing what they are going to go through with
1: yeah yeah so it's that that point is is major intervention right there so you if you come across somebody like that who you know has been struggling you need to be challenging them on it a wee bit and saying you know hang on last week you couldn't get out of bed can can you tell me did you have you sought help um if they say no again raise suspicions if they've got help and they've went to a counselling place they've offloaded there there can be relief with that as well um but we need to make sure that they they are getting the help and it is the right help that they're getting
0: yeah I, I, and i think that that is probably the most important takeaway from everything mm-hmm. um in this podcast mm-hmm. as well those little signs that you guys can learn and begin to question friends and once you start to pick up little habits then that's when the the important questions come out and you can intervene and hopefully then they come to someone like emerge and they are able to then seek the help that they they so really deserve
1: absolutely I, I watched a program um ronan roman kemp i think you call him Um, he'd done a documentary Um, his friend took his own life complete shock out of the blue no out, out of nowhere and he'd done a documentary and what i what i loved about that documentary he was it was talking to like a group of guys and he was saying you know they ask all the time how are you but actually if you ask twice you might get a different answer. So just like me walking up to you, Jordan, saying, well, how are you? What's the crack? You know, if you ask that again, no, but how are you really? You might, you never know. You might just get a you different answer. Open up, you might n- yeah. something You never know, yeah.
0: Yeah, and again, mm-hmm. something that seems so simple to do. Mm-hmm. Ask twice.
1: Yeah,
0: just ask twice, that's <laughs> just it. Just ask twice. And people will probably just think that you're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> open your ears Jordan, I said I'm grand alright, <laughs> and then when you get that response it's fine. You,
1: you know you're alright then. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know it's just your old mate being the way he is. Yeah. But um, no, I think it's really important that a lot of people take away those kind of key points that they can they yeah. can learn and implement and mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to go around and ask everyone but you, know, you can use it in a situation where you do feel that it is necessary then. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and um key tip there ask twice
1: ask twice Hi, are you no but hi, are you really yeah yeah
0: Brilliant. <laughs> um so we've learned a little bit about samantha in terms of emerge but i want to now get to know samantha as the person outside of all of this as well so how has lockdown treated you outside of work you know how, how you've been keeping yourself busy and little things you've been doing
1: lockdown has been hard and i'm a qualified counsellor and a ceo and i am absolutely fine with saying <laughs> lockdown has been hard i have two children absolutely beautiful most wonderful children but my goodness they do my head in sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i need my space sometimes just a wee half hour um i adapted my guard i say i my husband adapted our garden, um. So we know i have an outside space, and sometimes I just lock the back door so they can't come out. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, lockdown has been hard. Um, for me, um, my friend makes me go and walks. I'm not a big exercise person. I like yoga. Um, w- we were doing yoga for a long time, um, as a family, like in the first lockdown, where you weren't allowed to go anywhere. Um, so I love yoga. I love listening to music. Um. I have a what do you call those a vinyl? What do you call those a record, a player. record player? Yeah, I um got one of those. Um, so I've started gathering record pla uh vinyls up. Um, I was still get mixed up in the names, so I'm not doing too well. But I've started that. All just wee hobbies that, that I enjoy doing. I love cooking, but I have to be in the right frame of mind to cook. I can't bake, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. So my friend, she makes me go and walks. I have a nice, wee, secluded place in my garden. Um, if I need to lock my back door to escape for for a wee bit,
0: I think we've all been in that situation in the house where yeah. we just need a little room, <laughs> and that's it—a dark room. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but overall, lockdown's tough. Um, on a positive note, you know, hopefully we're on the on the other side of it now. Um, but on reflection, like I would never have got that time with my family i usually work about 70 hours a week so i would never have got that time with my family whatsoever um and it was it was it there was good and bad but the good bits were really good and um, we got to play loads of silly board games and just land watch netflix even you know um but yeah um a, a mixture a, a, a mixture um of emotions i think
0: yeah i think a lot of people probably discovered themselves a little bit more with that added free time you know everyone was deciding whether they were able to make banana bread or if they were (laughs) going to be the next picasso and started painting landscapes around themselves but um yeah it was the same with me as well doing little silly things there was um there was one night it was myself mum dad Jodie sat down on a zoom call with my girlfriend Rhiannon mm-hmm. her mum and her sister and I made a powerpoint and I had a zoom quiz with all of us so Fab. I was sitting at the the front so she lives in Dungannon and we're in Lisburn. so I called it the Dungburn right quiz it's <laughs> to, very good <laughs> to come up with a little <laughs> clever name that mum sneered at, but um Yeah, again, that was one of those little stupid things that sort of got us through Mm -hmm. all of lockdown pretty much. And yeah, yeah, we sort of found ourselves a little bit more that we discovered what we really wanted to do and kind of benefit ourselves in terms of like what we want to strive for and Mm -hmm. learn new hobbies. And suddenly everyone's Mm -hmm. goals were sort of kind of readjusted and what way they wanted to go as well. Yeah, But yeah... Hopefully lockdown is behind us and we can move forward now and we'll be able to look ahead and better days are coming. The sun's out now and fingers crossed the sun's out on Sunday the 2nd of May. Fingers crossed,
1: Jordan. Fingers crossed.
0: So... That is everything we have for this edition anyway. So, Samantha, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Not at all. It's been my pleasure, Jordan. Um, Anything you need, just shout. um, But all being well, I will see you on the golf
0: day then. Yes, fingers crossed you're getting your clubs out. (laughs) I
1: don't own own any clubs.
0: (laughs) I'm sure there's a few on hand. Don't worry, Paul. will probably give you a few tips. Paul Paul Hines? Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If I need tips for him, I am in trouble. (laughs)
0: But yes, thank you so much for coming (laughs) on today, Samantha. And yes, guys, that's it for episode 16. Follow Emerge on Instagram as well. And follow us at New Leaf Podcast as well. Head over to the Just Giving page and donate whatever little bits you can. And as always, guys, I will see you next week. So until then, stay safe. Take pride in everything you do. And remember, you're all superstars. See you later.